I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. <clears throat> You're listening to the Sands Pants Network. Home of comedy, <laughs> culture, <laughs> adventures, and ghosts. Hello and welcome to Scaredy Boys, a podcast where three cowardly friends discuss horror movies. I'm Damien. I'm Sean. And I'm Tom. And for this episode, we watched Smile. Smile is a 2022 American psychological horror film written and directed by Parker Finn based on his 2020 short film Laura Hasn't Slept. It follows Dr. Rose Cotter, who after witnessing a bizarre, traumatic incident involving a patient, starts experiencing frightening occurrences that she can't explain, forcing her to confront her troubling past in order to survive and escape her horrifying new reality. Boys, I'm just so happy to be here with you all. I just want to do a big smile. Oh, I don't want to smile. In fact, we saw this together. <laughs> yes. And um, Dame, I don't know if you checked this, but when I right. transferred you the money when you got the tickets. I did, yeah. I just put in the description, frown. Yeah. <laughs> and Tom, what did you do? I think I put it, called it the worst. Well, no, see, I paid you before we saw the film. Yeah. So I was preempting what was going to happen. Oh, I preempted. And I called it. <laughs> Worst cinematic experience of all time. Yeah. <laughs> and then my girlfriend was like, oh, I want to come too. So Damon got another ticket. And I think I went, bigger frown? You did do bigger yeah. frown. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I was not looking forward to having to watch this. No, this one was up there for, uh, like, again, I think as soon as it came out and then some of the buzz started, uh, Sean, I think you reached out. I'm sure we're all thinking, we're like, year of fear. This feels pro- yeah. year of fear appropriate. It felt like we had to had to do it, didn't, didn't yeah. we? People were like, a lot of jump scares, it's creepy, and I'm yeah. like, fuck no. It's the one of the biggest bad vibes I've had going into a movie this yeah. year, I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah no, that, that'd be right, because I guess we had, we had so much time. Mm. We had time, but it was also like people like, we've talked about him on the show before, um, Cargill, the yeah. writer who we all love, he was talking up how fucked it was. Yeah. And I saw a lot of just, I didn't want to read the reviews because I didn't want to know anything about the movie. Right, right. But I just saw a lot of, Comments like "fuck yeah, finally a scary horror movie," and I was like, "shit." Yeah, no. Those people who write those reviews love being scared right. by horror. The movies that they're saying aren't scary to us. Yeah, very Terrifying. scary. Big yeah. shit your pants. Dot com. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, yeah, going into this was was a. Uh, I just. I had the feeling that we've talked about it before, mm. where you sit in there and, and you, you have a good time, you know, you're with your friends, you've, had, you've got your popcorn, you have, maybe you've got a little truck top, and you're sitting down, there's some trailers, and you're like, oh, the magic of the cinema. Yeah. And then the screen changes size, and the lights go down, and the credits start, and you realize you are locked into seeing a horror movie. Yeah, locked in's a great, great way to phrase it, because you're in the dark, in a room full of enough other people that you're like, it would be too weird for me to run away from this situation. Yeah, it's it's the kind of movie that I'm glad I saw it in a cinema, because I think if I'd watched it at home, I would have found ways to- I would have found ways to be less afraid. Yes, yes. Yeah. I would have been, a, there would have been a lot of detective work. I would have been yeah. a lot of, oh, no, I'd leave it on. I'll just go make a cup of tea. Right. Yeah. A lot of coward. I would, look, I'm not ashamed to say yeah. I'm a big coward. Yeah. <laughs> I think this is a safe place to be able to say that. Yeah. And I would have, I would have used every trick in my cowardly book. Yeah. Well, I love your trick, Damo. You mm. told us about a while ago, whereas if you're watching it at home, about mm. halfway through, you'll just get up and grab some snacks. Yeah. You, you recognize midpoint because we're familiar enough with the story structure to go, okay, that's the midpoint, or you're just watching the clock, yeah, <laughs> which yeah, is the yeah. other option. Yeah. Yeah. And then you're like, all right, if I get, if I brave my way through the midpoint, it's snack time, snack o'clock. Little little Damo gets a reward. I tried to replicate that a little bit in the cinema just yeah. by having I had the popcorn, but I had a packet of M M&M and Krispies, mm. and I was like, 
at the like halfway point. That's my reward, my little treat. Yeah. They got opened before the midpoint. <laughs> 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 oh, jeez. Yeah. You got to stress eat. Well, so I had a problem coming in for this one because, as you boys already know, but for the listeners, I was coming from work and basically I knew it was going to be a tight run for me. I, I was working into the evening and I had to run across town to get to this cinema. But I, I nailed it. I got there like 15 minutes early, except this cinema was in a big shopping complex that I'm not as familiar with. And so I literally like entered in the wrong door or whatever and was walking through the, the shopping center, keep having signs for cinema. And every time I followed those signs, I would end up at a dead end. And I'm like, I'm in a fucking horror movie because I'm watching the clock tick, except it's a horror movie of just anxiety. You yeah. know how like some horror movies, oh, I had some dread, I had some anxiety, yeah. had some fear. This was 100% anxiety and I was actually living it. And literally like... I was thinking, come on, Tamer, you can think your way through this. Like, just keep, you've got to keep going. You'll find it eventually. So, it got to the point where I'm like, well, now is technically the time the movie's starting. Of course, there's plenty of uh, trailers and ads and all the rest. And that's when I messaged you boys to be like, I need help here. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know where I am. Yeah, it's, um, look, I'm not afraid to say it. I'll call them out here. Hoyts. <laughs> Northland <laughs> yeah, in Melbourne. Yeah. Fucking lift. Too hard to get in. Yeah. Too not tricky. Don't love them. Confusing. Yeah, don't block off a car park for no real reason. Well, no. blocking off the car park that is the main entrance for your after-hours shopping experience, yeah. where the cinema is, basically. And don't have a sign that says detour. That leads But then the detour the... is a fence. Yeah, <laughs> that's wrong. You fucked signs up. Yeah, yeah you so didn't do signs right, Hoyts. Before you were having your, you know, hearts tested by... Uh, Caitlin Stacey doing creepy fucking smiles. Yeah. <laughs> you had your heart tested by traffic. Yeah. Infrastructure. Oh man. And poor management of yeah. car park spaces. Yeah. When I finally found you guys, I was I was a bit flustered. And I'm like, well, now I'm too angry to fucking be scared. And then that very quickly dropped. <laughs> yeah. As soon as the lights went down, I was like, uh oh, there it yeah, is. Oh, we forgot to mention we gave ourselves this beautiful carrot. Well, we did. Dangled in front of us. Pancakes, baby. Pancakes. Oh yeah. Okay, this so this is where Northland gets a little back. Yep. Yep. They've got Pancake Parlour pretty much in the same areas as Hoyt's. Yep. For anyone who's not from Australia and is unfamiliar with Pancake Parlour, it is like Waffle House if you live in the States. Mm-hmm. There is nothing like it in the UK that or I'm aware of. Or if you're in of. Adelaide. Or if you're in Adelaide, it's called Pancake, Pancake Palace. Kitchen. Pancake Kitchen. Pancake oh, Kitchen. Palace. Palace is somewhere too. Pancake. So we learned a story. Did you yeah. tell us this story, Damo? No, I thought no. you told us this story. No, I learned about you it. Learned about I'll it. do another shout out for I have to credit the podcast, I guess. Yeah. Amish and Andy, great podcast. Right. They talked about it. Yep. There were two families that had pancake dreams. Yes. And then the spouses of both partners cheated on the other. The pancake empire got split up. So now we've got a pancake kitchen or a palace, pancake parlor. Same font, same menus. Unreal. There's pancakes I... on the rocks. I think that's the same thing in and New South Wales. Like, isn't it the same like kooky Alice in Wonderland yep. sort yeah. of decor? Yep. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. steampunk pancake vibe. Yeah. And, and the best part about it is they're not anymore, but they used, to, they used to be one in the city. I don't know if it is, but they used to be one in the city that was, that was 24 hours. Yeah. Oh. The one in Melbourne Central used to be 24 hours. Pancake parlor. I don't know. I don't know if it still is. Yeah. They still open very late. Oh, yeah. I, I love a I love a restaurant that is open twenty four hours. There, when I was living in the city, there was there was pancake parlor. Mm-hmm. There was a souvlaki place that was twenty four hours. Oh yeah, and it was dine in twenty four hours. Like it wasn't oh. just takeaway. Like yeah, you go yeah, in, yeah. you could have a sit down Greek. It wasn't even just like I'm going to get a sloppy souvlaki if you wanted it. <laughs> yeah, you could get a sit down. You know, chicken lemonada, bitter right. feta Ooh. salad. You could have a sit down dinner. Thomas. and there was a ramen bar around the corner There's as well. Tom's kebab shop. Well, that's not what it's called, but that's that's the origin of that that's place that is one? that yeah, kebab yeah, yeah. shop yeah, yeah um, and yeah and, and, a, and a ramen bar that was also 24 hours so you're like yeah. it's cold you've watched a movie you're mm. playing a video game you're like oh, I haven't had dinner oh fuck it's midnight you'd go for a walk to the ramen place so watch a horror movie in the vicinity of a 24 hour food place yes yeah that would be my tip or the pancake pile that we went to that was open quite long. <laughs> yeah yeah if you're in the Northland area yeah. or in Adelaide near a pancake palace pancake kitchen yeah. I just in- want people to know we're not sponsored by Hoyts because I'll say it too fucking expensive. Yeah, Cut yeah. Cut your ticket prices, your dogs. Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah, look, it's exy. Yeah. After we've been treated by the Pentridge, the beautiful Pentridge Cinema Complex. Yeah. If Pentridge wanted to uh, to sponsor us, we're on board. <laughs> I fucking love it. We'll give a shout out right now. Yeah. Pentridge, fucking beautiful. Palace Cinemas Palace as a Cinemas. whole. They yeah. have reasonably priced tickets. Yeah. There's probably no ghosts in that building. Uh, uh, what? <laughs> no, Pentridge is haunted as fuck. Pentridge is haunted as fuck. Pentridge is... They need to market that a bit better. They don't you know the Pentridge has got like you know, 14. 
15 cinemas or whatever. Yeah. They need to have one of them that's just called the Ghost Cinema. Well, the cinema is literally in the gallows complex. I think of, it's in the of, D block of yeah, the, the old, old D yeah, block, yeah. right? Yeah. It's yeah. What you need to do is you need to have one just just have one haunted cinema yeah. where they play like mm. that's where you play the scary movies. Yeah. We will never and go. And have there. have a man wearing a top hat sitting in the front row of every session. Sean, I will shoot you with a gun. Just stop something like that. Yeah, while yeah. we're throwing out uh, suggestions, also put a pancake parlor across the across Fantastic. the way. <laughs> that would be yeah. lovely. Have you ever been to so while we're talking about cinema chains, Village did like a kids cinema. Oh that yeah. Had, like, yes. a slide, a slide. On it, and yeah. halfway through the movie they have intermission and all that. Mm. Have like a <laughs> a scaredy boy cinema that has a pancake parlor within the cinema. <laughs> so you're sitting there and you're smelling pancakes being oh, cooked. Yeah, yeah. Well, then you can do the demo trick. When it starts yeah. to get too scary, you can yeah. do pause. You pause. The movie keeps playing. You get up and get a pancake. A little thing called midpoint pancakes. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I, that's I'm a, good. I'm a big fan of mid- midpoint yeah. pancakes. Boys, we're keeping ourselves too happy here. We're going we to talk about this <laughs> fucking smiling. movie. We're smiling. we're smiling and in a normal way, not in a uh, fucked evil yeah. way like it's, this movie. You mentioned Caitlin Stacy before, so she's on the poster of the movie. Yeah. She's fantastic in it. A very small role. My girlfriend was like, I love her from Tomorrow When the War Began. I'll come see this movie. And I'll, I tried to tell her, I'm like, she's not going to be in heaps of it. And right. She didn't want to listen. <laughs> she's in a bit, she's in it more than I was expecting. I was expecting eh. once her character passed on whatever the smile right. was, I thought that would be like, they'd be it for her. But she did show up weirdly. Like, I thought, it's going to sound insane. Mm. I thought there would be significantly more jump scares. Same. Yeah. The ones we got, fucking awful. Hated them. Yeah. But there was there was like one of the bits, and we'll probably get into more of this about mm. when we get to where we're scared and all that. But there, there was one sequence really early in the film where she's just had the sort of experience where she's back at home and the way the camera is moving mm. and they the fridge door takes up whole bits of the frame and the way her body is, you're like, we're going to get a jump scare. Yeah. And then instead, she closes the fridge and then she looks at something that we can't see yet, Yeah, looks really concerned, and then the camera just does the slowest pan around her and it's like, you motherfucker. Mm. And there's Caitlin Stacey standing in the kitchen mm. doing that awful smile. But she doesn't run at her or like suddenly appear. No, She's no. just standing there. We, we need a name. This is something I've been seeing in a few more of the more recent ones. And I think it's I actually think it's really effective because it's, it's doing that really great thing of going... We know what your expectations are now, yeah. and so we're going to subvert them. We're going to use them against you, right? Where I think we've seen this a few times where it's like, you know exactly what's coming, but we're just going to make you what you're going to have to sit and watch and wait. Screamed for this it thing. a lot. Yeah. Yeah. With and the like, fridge door and the cupboard yeah. doors. We, we and need stuff. a name yeah. for this thing where instead of a jump scare, it's like a weight scare or something yeah, like that. It's like, it's like a bungee scare, right? <laughs> you jump because you think you're going to get it, and then you're not, and then the rope pulls you back, and that's when yes, you get it. Yes, right? bungee scare. Love it. Okay. It's, it's, it's a bit rude. And again, it's that thing of like. It's very rude. Movies have been around for how long now? Long when was the first movie? Uh, train long, long pulling time. into the station, right? I believe. Yeah. The first scary movie. Yeah. Scared audiences so much, they needed a midpoint pancake <laughs> break because they'd done pancakes. pancakes in their pants. <laughs> <laughs> if I could buy, if I could travel back in time yeah. to any point in history, right? Okay. People are like, oh, you want to go to the 60s, go to Woodstock. I want to go to this. No, no, no. I want to be in that cinema when that train pulled into that station. <laughs> pancake in your pants is fantastic. <laughs> yeah. That's a pancake shaped as a pair of pants with just chocolate sauce all over it. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> a little bit of lemon, maple syrup. But yeah, it, it but, but I think because mm. because we we're so used with horror films there is a there is a formula to how you set shots up to yeah. prepare for scares. Directors have to have to do something different. So yeah. they either have to do the the Hill House trick where they just give you a scene where there is no setup for a jump scare and fuck you up. Yeah. Or the, do still, this. That's still the rudest thing that's ever happened. <laughs> it is. It honestly is. It's yeah. it's fucked. But or do what they do in this where they, they sit they set the screen up for a jump scare and they just not give you one, but just linger on something creepy. Yeah. But then they also give you some fucked jump scares, including one which takes a long time to get there, but one that is the most fucked thing. Which is the window knock? Because the way oh, it, where yeah. the where the source of the scare comes from is completely unexpected. Yeah. See, I'm going blank on the window knock. The car it? window. The car window. The sister's oh, head. Oh yeah. No, yeah. So to me, the trailer killed that. It did. Right. You know. You know, Damo. You know how I feel that fucking trailer. I do know. Jesus yeah. Christ. Yeah. Don't put that scene in the trailer. No. Can don't. I say I had not seen the trailer? Yeah. And very effective scene yeah. for someone who had not seen the trailer. Yes. Yeah. yeah. My, my partner agreed. She's like, that was really creepy. I loved it. Yeah. yeah. Especially because you saw her kind of the sister walk up to the car window. Our girl's in there freaking out, and you're like, oh, this could be something creepy, but I'm waiting for her to lower herself down to the window. Yes. And then it just swings in, like, yeah. 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 She lowered herself in a way you did not Right. Like, she lowered herself it. from the neck only. Yeah. So you'd seen the trailer, Tom? I'd seen the trailer. So I think for us, we didn't have 
that explosive scare. So that that literally the whole scene. That's in the, the trailer. The, yeah. That's insane. Yeah, that's what the shot, fuck yeah. are they doing? Yeah. That's yeah. just insane. That's the thing. It's again marketing and and the people who make the movies are not the but same. But like the marketing for this thing was so good in the sense that they'd done that viral marketing. Yeah, of they having, had people in the crowd at sporting games. Exactly and stuff, doing yeah. the creepy smile. The the name and the idea behind it. Is already doing so much heavy lifting. Yeah. Save the good shit for the fucking cinema. I must say, when that trailer popped up on Twitter a few months back, and that, like, that's the bit people were like, holy fuck, this movie's going right. to be awesome. So I guess in that sense, it got people through yeah. the door. But yeah. Tom, I think we had this thing probably where any time prior to that where she was in, she in a car, car, I was like, fuck, this is going to be it. <laughs> yeah. And I was bracing for it, and that okay. didn't happen like two or three times. And yeah, then yeah. It did yeah. happen. I was yeah. like, right. motherfucker. It's, it's an interesting movie because there's bits in it that I'm like, Really scary, enjoyed a lot of. It's been compared to like It Follows and things sure, like that, where yeah. there is a thing that you, you learn rules, yep. but you never actually learn what it is. Like sometimes I love it when someone goes to a library and opens a book and is like, it's the demon Bagazzo. Like right, that's cool right. shit. Yeah. I also like it. When someone is like, yeah, it's just this thing. Bad luck. Yeah. It's, it's kind thing, of, it smiles, and it's going to fuck you. As life well up. as it's like, this thing is so dangerous and has been killing people for like, we don't even know what it is. Like, no yeah. one's managed to make a record of it because everyone who even comes across it dies too quickly that yeah. it never really catches on. Like, there is some real guttural fear in that in that idea. I wasn't as interested in the, her investigation into it. And part yeah. of it is a pet hate of mine, which is just a character on their own using their laptop to search things. And also <laughs> yeah. when she's fucking reading documents and high highlighting the passages they want the audience to see. Yeah. You can do that in film techniques. You can zoom in close on words and yeah, stuff like that. Yeah. It's crazy. No, nah, she's, she's, she's a, she's a, a doctor, though. though. She's a highlighter. Yeah, but like she's highlighting for an audience, not for her own purpose. Yeah. It's stupid. Also, she highlights that bit and then she, you know, to copy and paste it, I guess, into yeah. Google or whatever. And then she just types it into Google. Like yeah, it was the person's name. Yeah. It was like yeah, a Spanish name that even had the little thing over the letters. There's, there's nothing I find more boring yeah. in a movie or a show than when a character's like doing a bit of research like that. That's the kind of stuff like we don't need to see that stuff. Yeah. I, I'm very strong on she needs a sidekick character, yeah, someone to bounce yeah, ideas to talk off. It off. And they give her that yep. with the cop. Yep. With her ex, but yeah. like bring him in a bit earlier, have him yeah. have a little bit more of an active role because well, I was a bit bored so in, what, in parts. What you right. do is you give her the cop ex, right? You get rid of the fiance because yeah, he sucks. The fiance <laughs> sucks as a character, but shout out to my boy A Train from the boys. Um, <laughs> he's a bit of a shit character who immediately like. Early yeah. on, you think, oh, it's going to be interesting because he's going to try to protect her and yeah. she's not going to be able to trust him because of this whole smiling thing. Because he is protective. She's yeah. getting, like, um, you know, insulted at dinner with her sister and um, her brother-in-law. Yeah, yeah. And he's, like, quite protective and uh, talks up her job and yeah. how important it is. But then but immediately then, like, just turns yeah, on a dime. It's, yeah, it's really bizarre. Can I tell you what I think the thinking is behind that? Yeah. I thought this movie was okay. I thought it could. I think it had a lot of potential to be better. I think on the scare factor, it did what it needed to, which yeah, we'll I get agree. into. David film though makes me excited for what he does next. Hundred percent, hundred percent. Yeah, good calling. Really well shot. I think it did take a lot from it. Follows even beyond the idea in a lot of the direction. Yep. Yeah. Anyway, for this character, I think they had it set him up to be like, oh, he's quite protective. He's quite nice. Their relationship seemed good, pretty solid. And it is. I was thinking, oh, great, you're doing that thing. We always want to see where we like our characters. They've got a good bond, whatever. And then as soon as she showed any kind of mental health problems, he turned on her, right? Yeah. And I think that was done quite deliberately. I think this movie is definitely talking to obviously trauma, number one, and then the mental health issues that come from trauma. So I think for him, it's, it's it was he was meant to be a representation of those friends and family who lose patience with those close to them as soon as they suffer any kind of mental health issues. In yeah. there, I'm there for you, but actually, no, that's bullshit because ne- that's never been tested. Yep. And as soon as it's tested, they fall away. But it happened way too quickly. It was literal whiplash of like, this guy's charming and nice. And yeah, the sister and the brother-in-law sucked ass and he was on her side to then his as bad, if not worse than them, Literally within one scene. Yeah. And so I actually think that's a great thing to explore in the idea of, you know, again, that that sort of relationship not having been tested in that way, which most of us hopefully are lucky enough yep. not to have to, but it is a very, it's a big thing to carry, especially for someone you love. So great, great idea to explore, especially a movie that's all about trauma, but it just happened way too quick. He was, then he was basically absent from the rest of the movie. I think if they'd kept it that he was really trying, because I think most of us would try initially for someone we actually did have strong affection for, and then over time, he's just like, well, I don't know how to deal with this. Yeah. Right? Because I think that for people who suffer from mental health, that would be their experience, and then you're actually really portraying it well, as well as then when he calls the psychiatrist, he's doing it, yeah, because he's kind of at the end of his rope, but he is still doing it from a point of affection rather than like- He's trying to help. Well, you're just being fucking crazy and I don't know what to do. Like, I found that really heavy-handed. I like the idea behind it, but the execution kind of sucked. He's the sidekick character 
the story needed to give her, I think. Yeah, and it's yeah. It's like you said, he needed to go on the journey with her a bit more and then it's like not as abruptly, like slowly be like, fall away. He, this yes. is too hard yeah. for me. He needed yeah. to be Justin Long in um, Drag Me to Hell. Good yeah. call. That's yeah. Great, yeah. Right? Like, right. He's on board and then yeah. it gets too fucked and he can't He's on board yeah. up until his breaking point. Yep. Whereas his breaking point sort of happened off screen and then very abruptly... It was Gone. as soon as she wasn't perfect wife. Yeah, he's like, well, sucks. you're acting like crazy, bitch. Yeah. Yeah. It sucks to the point where don't even have him in the story. Then. Yeah. No, because then yeah. then if he's fulfilling just the purpose of being a bit of an arsehole to her or abandons mm. her, her sister does that way better and it hits harder, especially because you learn the backstory of her yeah. mother. And yeah. I also think that- And she has of, an upside down head. So <laughs> With the amount of time they invest in the sister too, they kind of abruptly drop her a bit hard as well. That Yeah. I think there was that was a note I had made is that a number of the characters- they ruined the pacing of them. Like they didn't, they re- didn't really understand the characters they were telling. So like sister being sister and brother-in-law being shitheads, that was good. Played for a bit of comedy, but they're also our clear villains. Great, love that. And then yeah, to swap the husband who was being sweet into just straight asshole that most of us can't really give any empathy for, and then the sister is like all of a sudden no, she's even though she's a clear antagonist, she's saying terrible, awful things. She's very selfish. She just wants what she wants and doesn't give a fuck about her sister's life or that she's doing this great work as a hospital psychologist. And then, yeah, then we're meant to feel some empathy for her when they talk about the mother and like, yeah, really turned it on a dime way too quick in a way that took me out of the story ultimately. And also, I I can't recall this actor's name. He's been in a bunch of stuff, but he was her boss. Um, Oh, Cal Penn. Cal Penn, yeah. yeah. He was pretty wasted too. Yeah, he was a bit of a yeah. to me, he's a bit of a nothing character. I think the main purpose of his character was like he was. I think for our experience of this, we are her, and we are also Calpen's character yep. in the sense that we are going through this psychological journey with her. And I actually think that was something they did really well. She's fantastic, and her she, stuff's really good. I mean, yeah. she's incredible. But even just like to me, the pacing of that was really good. Her sort of deterioration from the person in charge, the psychologist who can talk calmly and help these people, to becoming that person that she usually has to deal with. I actually thought they'd, again, because her performance is generally really great, I thought they did that really well in the sense that I felt like I was going on that journey because I could yeah. see that everything she was doing, there was there was no way to sort of avoid that next step of the deterioration, especially when you start bringing um, sort of the illusions, what's the word I'm trying to think of? Yeah, yeah. Hallucinations. Hallucinations yeah, into yeah. it. Then, yeah, there's like, fuck, what can you do? Like, that is so terrifying that your mind is not your own mind anymore. Yeah. So, I think we're her experiencing that. And again, I thought that was really well done. But then we're also Cal Penn being very worried for her. Someone needed to be worried for her because her fucking shithead <laughs> fiance very and her sister stopped. weren't. And her sister definitely wasn't. The, the cop boyfriend is. He was, but he kind of didn't get it, I guess. Where yeah. Cal Penn is just like, I don't know what's happening, but I'm very concerned for yeah. you. When he, because also what I love too is that. Just that great thing to have him worried about her is he doesn't necessarily know everything that's happening to her. He's forced her to take a break because she's had yeah. this weird interaction with a patient. He also knows that she works too hard and does too much and is burning herself out. 100%. So the next time he sees her after that, though, she's back in his hospital because she's fallen into a glass table. Mm. But the treatment for the falling into the glass table is bandages all on her wrists, yeah, which are yeah. traditionally the treatment you would give someone who has tried to slit their wrists, right? right? So that scene is like fantastic. And even later when she's trying to do her own investigation and she's like trying to hide the bandages because even though that's not the injury she's had, she knows what it looks like. She knows what it looks like. Yeah. And that's just, again, they use that's just a perfect example of, of what they do throughout the film. It's the opening little bit with her and uh, Laura, yeah. who's the patient who, yeah. who gives her the smile, yeah. is that she starts off, she's dressed manicured, her hair is tight, pulled mm, back. Mm. She's in control. She's calm. She's in charge of the situation. She's this awful thing. Yeah. It's blood on her top. And immediately the top's off and then it's this next thing. And then her hair, as her hair's out, mm. she just slowly becomes more and more. Until by the end of the movie, she looks exactly like what Laura Weaver looked yeah, like. Yeah, yeah. So, again, I think that was I think that was arguably the greatest strength of this movie was showing that that horrible journey for her. Yeah. And, again, I think we, I think it also did a really good job of bringing us along with her. And also, some big fucking scares. Yeah, well, let's just... Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 
Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Come to that. Were we scared? Yes. yes. Sean is going to say something stupid. I'm going to right. punch him. Go guess, on, Sean. Go on, Sean. Not anywhere near as much as I thought I would be. Yeah. Okay. Weirdly, perhaps wanted to be. Did you say wanted to be? Yeah, I think so. You wanted to be scared. I think I did. Yeah, your fear is changing you, Sean. Not as much as I think. No, I don't. I don't know. But I think you're almost ready for a certain movie, mate. (laughs) Piss off, mate. (laughs) Stop the episode. Cut the recording. Fire Tom. (laughs) Run him over. Um, yeah, the thing I was going to say is, yes. so I, I, I teach a class at the moment on critiquing TV, but I think yeah. that it's critiquing anything. And we talk a lot about bringing expectation into the into the experience. Oh, yeah. I, I wish I didn't. I hate it. Yeah. It, and like, don't get me wrong, very tricky to do. I think acknowledging expectation is as close as you can get, yeah. but you can't actually eradicate it. Of course not. Especially yeah. with marketing campaigns that are being like, this is really scary. Yeah. And it, uh, to me, it definitely was. But I can see that bringing expectation into it would lower the scare factor because you're thinking it's going to be up here oh, for sure. and then it falls down here. I thought it was going to take my life. Right. <laughs> right. Um, by the way, this is why I watched Nope twice because I I went in once yeah, and I thought, right. hmm, I don't know if that's at all what I expected or yeah. I don't know how I yeah. even feel about this. And I watched it again. I went, fantastic movie. Love yeah, it so okay. much. Yeah, okay. Um, okay. Not, so, you're going to go not, see, no, see Smile no, twice? No, I'm not really interested <laughs> because it like, yeah, I mean, for a lot of reasons, it didn't grab me. But in from the scares, went into it thinking this could be, when we do our year in review, this could be scariest movie of the right, year. Right. This is what I'm hearing. I'm hearing this great hype, this build up. Yeah. The fucking marketing, the people standing up in the sporting events. Don't don't come for our sports. Don't bring it into that's the danger. real world. Yeah, that's, piss that's off. Imagine, imagine if for every screening of this film, there was instructions that oh. came with it where the ushers or the ticket takers at the cinema had to then stand. They should have, to be honest, at the at the door, at the door, smiling at you. They honestly should. If they I would did, end up in jail because I would punch someone. That's something that would be in our scaredy cinema at yeah. Pentridge. Yes. My my midpoint pancakes would be in my pants because yeah. that would have done me in. That would have. Been I've told it. you about the time I was watching. I want to say. Uh, Step Brothers or something like that in right. the cinema, and there was a trailer for Jeep, one of the Jeepers Creepers movies. Oh yeah, and there's yeah. a bit in it where there's a scarecrow, and the camera pans in on him, and then he turns his head suddenly, and it's a jump scare. <laughs> yeah, literally, as that fucking happened, I turned my head to look away from the screen, right? And there was a one of the staff members, an usher or whatever, yeah. stood and looked at me. Oh, he flicked his head and looked at me, and I was like, "Son of a bitch!" I don't think he did it on purpose. I think he just <laughs> yeah, the corner right. of his eye saw movement, and then yeah, that's but it's fucked great. up. So yeah, having people in the cinema smiling. They'll be fucked. At one point, you went out to go to the bathroom. When you came back in, I tried to catch your eye. And I smiled. Yeah, I was like uh. smiling like a maniac. It's too dark to see. See, anything. Sean, I didn't need you to do that because I was sitting next to my partner who was doing that the whole fucking movie. <laughs> yeah, I, I predicted that. Oh, has she, has she yeah. been doing it since? Uh, she's done it a couple of times. Yeah. Um, she was smiling, but uh, mine was giggling. Yeah. I got it actually on the scares front. Yeah. It's very much an audience you see it with vibe. Yes. We had a yeah, cinema yeah. that had a few too many fucking giggly people. Too many gigglers, yeah. yeah, yeah. Any, basically, anytime someone smiled, which I guarantee if we watched this in the lounge room together, yeah. we would have been shitting our pants every I, time I, someone's I, mouth I fucking moved. You, yeah. But in our cinema, everyone was giggling. Yeah. Friend of the show, uh, Joel Dusha, yeah. said that when he saw it, it was packed and mm. people were shitting their pants. Yeah, so I talked to him about it. He thought it was quite scary. Yeah. I was like, oh, really? Okay, well, it didn't scare me as much no, as I thought. And yeah. he said the, yeah, the crowd he saw it with, everyone was like really fucked. I thought it's, like, the crowd at Northland, uh, not yeah. up to scratch. No, well, I think it's also, this movie has a really specific vibe for its scares. I was scared of a lot of it and I want to talk about one of the things that scared me yeah. massively about it in a sec. Yeah. But the vibe of this movie is, and there would have been a movie for us at this time as well, when mm. we were 15 to 16... 
a movie comes out and everyone's like, this movie's fucking scary. And you yeah, watch it at like yeah, a sleepover yeah. or you watch yeah. it at a nice place. <laughs> it's, but it's, it's signs, it's Hannibal. But it's yeah. so I think the grudge was that or the ring yep. was that yeah, in yeah, our yeah. sort of era or, yeah, or like yeah. a saw. Yeah. Like you'd go to someone's house and be like, oh, I've got this. Mm. Have you heard about this movie? And or you you buy a ticket to something else and you sneak in to smile. Yeah. That's what smile feels like. It feels like it is made for that kind of demographic, yeah, which nice maybe where. I thought the giggling was coming from what sounded like teenagers, but I could be wrong. I 100% think teenagers as well. To my other other point, though, about the, the fear factor. So the other thing I think that really scared me is that there's no safe points in this movie. Yeah. Once the stones are kicked over, once the smile has been seen, unlike uh, Blair Witch, where even though you are scared, you know that if it's daytime, it's going to be less scary. So the dread is when it's going to be night. Yeah. This happens, there's broad daylight, there's morning, it's nighttime. It's, it, so any time Rose, Rose, yeah. Rose is on her own, yeah. terrifying because anything could go wrong. Yeah. And even in bits, so and then because it also starts doing fucking things like it doesn't give you a jump scare at the fridge, it doesn't mm, do this, mm. it tricks you the whole way through. So, you know, when the sister's head turns upside down, that's not what you're expecting. You, yeah. You think there'll be a bigger scare earlier in the scene with the cat with the present, but it doesn't come until the last second. <laughs> yeah, like yeah, yeah. they do really nice stuff with the terror. And for me, the biggest scare, while the upside down head is fucked, mm. the biggest scare is the laptop scene. It's yeah, where she's yeah, listening yeah. to the sound recording because what you're expecting is a sound. Yeah. And what you get is a face. Yes. And it's the lean in too. Yeah, because you because yeah. she's done it a couple of times on my Every part of it. There's the sound making you want to lean in because you're straining to hear it. There's the actual image moving yeah. in closer and closer on the on the on the wave. Yeah, yeah. The yeah. And even that yeah. even that they do the sound thing a couple of times because you're like I was thinking, oh I didn't hear that. Yeah. I know there was something there, but I didn't there oh, was something I've then, missed it. Me personally, I'll just have to make sure I hear it this yeah, time. Yeah but there was something and then something a bit more and then they take it out and you kind of have that moment of Okay, and then scary face. It's like that's real Hill House sort of (laughs) areas, but Hill House is obviously much worse because you just in no no part of you even expected that. Whereas this movie, like you're expecting a sound and you get an image. Yeah, you're waiting for something scary, and then you just have that brief little second where the thing I thought didn't happen. Then ah, there's the other thing, you motherfucker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's very rude, but yeah, it's the fact that at no point you're right. There is no breaks. There's no day breaks. Yeah, and I think a that. That, for me, is the scariest part of the movie. Yes. Because you can't settle into any kind of rhythm. No. Yeah. Dangerous filmmaking. It's, well, that's it. Rude it's, filmmaking. It's a, it's but a, also, I think it, at a certain point, for me, I don't know if your experience was different, I get over that. I'm just like, you motherfucker. Like, you're not giving me what I should be getting. Huh. Like, I for, for me, I don't get over it. Yeah. As well as because I, I think literally from the first scene, which I think it was a really good opening scene. It, it did set it really well. But it made me think, oh, this isn't a happy horror. This isn't like there's yeah. hope here. No. I think from the get-go, I thought, oh, this is a no-hope movie. Oh, but I'm a fool who just believes in hope. Right, costs, right. And nah. I shouldn't. No, and that's the thing. And that's where it gets you. So I think as soon as I... Literally, because I had that so early, I was like, okay, I'm going to... I'm more willing to take this as it is. And then I felt the dread. Like you said, they don't give you a break. And then again, just making her experience our experience, you're like... That's what she's... Her fear is our fear. Yeah. She doesn't get a break from this. We don't get a break from no. this. She's getting like that scene in the car after the head swing and you see her freaking out, getting so angry and the, her nephew's watching her from the window and she's like losing her mind. That was a frustration. I was like, yeah. her frustration is our frustration. And this is the thing, like normally the hallucination aspect in horror movies, I don't have a lot of time for. Scream 3 being the ultimate example where... Yeah. 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 Um, for this one, I actually think they did it well where yes, it's like you get some jump scares and then, oh, everything's okay and, and it's hallucination. But I'm like, no, because that's putting us in her perspective. And also it ramps it up for her because she knows either that something's coming after her or mm. that they're hallucinations. Mm. And so she's becoming more frustrated with her own inability to grapple with it. Yeah. But I'm with you, Damo. I, 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 the minute we learned from the guy in prison that the only way he got out of it was by killing somebody else in front of someone and just yeah. passing it along. Yeah. Then I'm like, oh, oh well, we're not having this ending because she can't kill somebody no. she's not going to be able to do yeah, it yeah by that yeah. point it's like sort of okay hope is hope literally is dying, if like because yeah. that's the thing you're like okay we're learning the rules she's investigating and if the rule that's the best outcome yeah. that's no good that's not a good outcome that yeah. sucks and, you and know? I look I like her idea of I'm going to go somewhere alone and I'm going to confront this thing and beat it and then the minute 
the house is burning and she's walking back and I'm like, ah, she hasn't won. Yeah, She yeah. hasn't won. I do like your thing about talking about her frustrations mm. because, yeah, I, the amount of fake outs that were happening, sure. I was like, I'm getting really fucking pissed off with Yeah, this. but I think it was but done deliberately. That is, that's quite effective. With intent. That's the thing. As long as it's yeah. done with intent, I've got no issue with it. Where like other filmmakers will throw something like that at it. It's just like, no, I don't know. Something scary has got to happen now. And I that's weak writing, weak storytelling. Where yeah. for me on retrospection, I'm like- yeah, no, they, they knew what they were doing. And she was frustrated, we were frustrated. She was scared, we were scared. So yeah. I really think that was the strength of this movie. And then one last thing on the scares is the creature itself when we finally get a good view of it. So Yucky, too many teeth. Well, I've got, uh, I was looking at, I was just making my normal show notes and there was a synopsis for the film. And I actually, whoever wrote the synopsis, I should, I should credit them, but I can't remember who they were. I think it was just on Wikipedia or whatever. But they have this description of that moment in the in the movie. And I want to read it to you because I think it's wonderfully written. Okay, yeah, let's hear it. The demon overpowers Rose and rips off its face, revealing its true form to her. A skinless entity with a long grin containing a sort of Russian nesting doll of grins before crawling into her mouth, possessing her. Yeah, the, the, it pulling her mouth open too big. Yeah. It being just mouths and smiles. But for me, I'm like the Russian nesting doll of grins. Babushka smile. It looks fantastic. Prior to that, I think it looks a little bit silly. Like, it made me think of the guy from the Mighty Boots, to be honest. <laughs> Noel, Noel Fielding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I agree. I That, like, it coming into the, from the shadows and it's tall and it's unnatural yeah. shaped, all that was working really well. And then once it came in, you're like, oh, you're just a bit goth looking. And yeah, a it's bit a pale. thing of like, oh, I've seen a little bit too much of you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but yeah. Then, it, then it, well, it knows and it goes, oh, you're a little comfortable now, eh? And rips its face <laughs> off. You're like, oh, you fucking movie. Yeah. All right, did our character that? Wisely or foolishly. It's one of those things where, what is she to do? I mean, we know what she could do. <laughs> For her? Kill someone. Yeah. Yeah. What well, can a man do, Tom? What can yeah, man yeah, yeah. Do? Kill another man in front of somebody else. Yeah. Shouldn't have answered that damn phone. No, oh, yeah. I, I love that they slowly zoom in onto the it's, phone. It's a great, just, just to let you know, this is it. It's yeah. the most simple shot probably in the movie, and it's so effective because so you just great. feel she, like, fucking hell, don't, yeah. oh, she's done it. And it brings up that that sort of inevitability that is yeah. so traumatising for a movie like this yeah. where you're just like, fuck, what can you do? And she's only done it because she's such a good person yeah. who cares about her job and her patients. Yeah. Otherwise, yeah. fuck off and go home. Which I will say, so again, I think there's the scene, the early scene with her and her, her fiancé and her sister and her brother-in-law at the dinner I really like that scene because, again, I'm like, oh, it's making us like both of them when then eventually they ruined it for him. For her, I liked her all the way. She generally gave a shit about her job. She yep. could go into private practice. That's that's not what, at all what she's doing it for. Yep. Yep. Obviously, it's tied into the trauma with her mother. But, yeah, it really made me give a fuck about this character. Yeah. Yeah. Which was a really interesting reveal, too. Mm. Her mum's mm. dying and she just was like, shuts the door and leaves. See, yep. again, that's where I'm like, okay, if we're talking about trauma, there is like... Yeah, that's really tough, especially for what she was 10 or whatever it was. Yeah, maybe even younger. Yeah, yeah. and so you're like, okay, this is how trauma can affect people. She's been dealing with this with her mum in this this trauma cycle for ages, and she's just gotten to a point where she's like, no, I can't help you. Yeah. Or maybe even sort of gotten to the point where she's got this twisted thinking of maybe this is the best thing to help you because yeah. I feel like I've tried everything else. So, again, like I think on the, on the theme trauma level, did a lot of things yeah. quite well, and then some things- very heavy-handed. Yeah. yeah. And it was, yeah, it was this weird mix. Because the other one was, um, Sean, your partner actually said afterwards, was like, okay, the smile thing. Well, what was the point of, like, where? how did that tie into theme? Yeah. It looks creepy. And it looks creepy. I think it's there. It's, I think it's like, you know, the, the oh, way- Oh, it's there for sure. The way that- we sort of smile through trauma, that I'm fine when yeah. we're not fine. Which like- she keeps doing. No, but it's even, you know, it's her getting ready to go to the party, is it? And yeah. And her in the mirror basically doing that thing where you practice your smile. Exactly, yeah. Like it's, it's, so yeah. they had these really nice touches of it. I really think they actually should have hit the smile side of yes. trauma. And like, and especially because this was a rather bleak film, I found a lot of the way through. They had, they had some jokes earlier on. Um, very like, again, for any kind of horror movie, any sort of thing that even resembles a joke, I'm like, oh yes, thank you, yum, yum, yum. <laughs> yeah. I actually would have wanted a little bit more of that. I think, I think humor in horror is so effective in the sense that, well, I know we've talked about this before, but it increases the scare factor ultimately for your audience because they get that reprieve. But the reprieve for once isn't a jump scare. It's a genuine tension breaker yes. of comedy. And again, they had that in the first act, I would say. Then pretty much from the second act on, they really didn't. Humor also helps you sort of connect with a character too. Yeah. And, and like a character more, understand yeah. them a bit more. There's another thing too, just quickly on the sister, they really like very quickly go over it where she mentions the, this guilt that she feels. Mm. 
uh, about having basically walked out and left her younger sister to deal with yeah, the, yeah. The, the, the state that their mum was in. I really kind of wanted more of that stuff. Mm. Like I, I think I would have liked the movie more if her and her sister had more to do with each other. Yeah, it yeah. just kind of with the sister, with um, her partner, with with um, yeah, you know, with her fiance and stuff. Right. It was just like they were just there to serve a kind of unfinished meal. Of an idea, I think. Yeah, yeah. There was a few things like that in the movie. They raised some really interesting stuff, but didn't yeah. kind of go all the way with it and then yeah. went a different way that maybe wasn't quite as good. That's it. Like, I feel like it, I honestly, for me at least, and this is definitely a personal thing, obviously it's doing pretty well in the box office, but like, I just think it needed one more pass looking at those things in particular, really nailing those character beats down and really nailing the theme yeah. down. Because I actually think they had all the pieces there. Oh, yeah. And, and, and it visually, it's... No Tight. issues. Oh, yeah, I couldn't fantastic. agree more. So many yeah. smiles in the background and, and too. And so well performed, yeah, as you yeah. mentioned before. But uh, yep. just quickly, the runtime's way too long. Yeah. Yep. For, for a movie like this- It needs to be a 90-minute special, 90 baby. minutes should have been great. You could even, yeah, you could go 100 minute with it, but mm. it was like 115, 120. And it yeah. just, because for me, it definitely dragged in the middle. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. There, was a, there was a little bit of like sort of almost repeating beats of like yeah. finding out the information. It's like it, the audi- your audience is smart enough to pick this up. And I, I don't actually think the mystery of the entity itself was interesting enough to yeah. warrant going over it several times. No, and there was a number of times that I felt us as the audience were well ahead of her. Yeah, yeah. And that- is kind of inexcusable in a sense because now we're just like sometimes that can help with suspense, but for something like this, it was like for the the guy who had murdered someone and that was why he didn't succumb to it, right? Yep. And so instantly we're like, well, that's pretty obvious what happened there. He, yeah. he put his trauma onto somebody else, yep. and then she goes to the the, uh, the prison to see her uh, to see him. Sorry, and you know she's literally getting angry and angry, being like, "Tell me why it didn't get you," and you're like. Well, that's pretty fucking obvious. We figured yeah. that out. Like, did yeah. you not know that? Like, yeah, we already know. Yeah. yeah, and so like that scene was good, but we should have just fast forwarded to that or something. But then, yeah, we we got it. We got what we needed to. Same for the like the chain of people who have been experiencing witnessing a suicide and then obviously eventually succumbing to it themselves. Well, very quickly you got the idea behind that. This is similar to It Follows and a few others, and so great. We're kind of on board with what what's happening here. Yeah. Where again, it sort of took a few scenes of going. Hmm, can you look into it, cop ex-boyfriend? And then he comes back to it. He's like, well, I actually found 20, if you can believe it. Like, yeah, I can believe it. I yeah. assumed there were hundreds. <laughs> yeah. Especially if, like like you guys said, when we get to that point where we're like, oh, I know what this story is. It's mm. not going to have a happy ending. There's no real hope to it. Yeah. When you're already like quite far ahead at times yeah. of the protagonist, it's kind of like that's when the boredom does kind of kick in a little bit. Yeah. So, again, 90 minutes, it could have actually been yeah. fucking a yeah, real yeah. punch to the and face. For me, anytime the boredom sort of kicks in a little bit, I start to lose respect for the story a little right. bit and then the scares are nowhere near as effective. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. Just, shave, just shave 20 minutes. Actually, one more thing I want to compliment, the sound. Oh, the sound design was fucked. So, I do, used to do this thing back uh, in lockdown when watching a lot of movies at home, was if I watched a horror movie that was fucked and then there's cr- the awful soundscape carried over into the credits, Yeah, I had a Google thing in the house and so you, you could ask it to if you wanted to, just mm. as a bit of advice. <laughs> scary movie ends, scary music plays over the credits. It's not so scary when you're also listening to Rasputin by Boney M. <laughs> <laughs> just a little tip for young players out there. Great tip. That's, a, that's, some, that's some Tom Reed tips yeah. and tricks. I love that over the course of the show, just little coping mechanisms are, are creeping, <laughs> creeping in. It's in, lovely. Yeah. It's not, you can't do this one for the whole movie. This is yeah. specifically for yeah. when the... And, and for Smile... Bring the, a speaker into the cinema and be that <laughs> asshole who ruins the credits. At the end. Well, you've got to, because I'll tell you what, the fucking soundscape that played over those closing credits, bad. Yeah. yeah. Fucked yeah. me up. It Wanted literally to die. Thing, it was like that thing where you're like, all right, credits start rolling. You give a, you know, take a breath, sort of look at each other. What do we think? Rah, rah. And then you start to walk out of the cinema... And then you're walking out to that music and you're like, I still feel shit. But also, it felt like it got louder. As it, like, I was waiting for there to be a jump. I deliberately, as we were walking out of the cinema, turned my back to the screen. Because I'm like, this. I feel like it's going to be a jump scare. And then these fucking credits. Right, it's right. with someone smiling. I thought so, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Oh, boy. All right. How would we have done in this situation? I would have killed someone. <laughs> wow, that was... I think you said that before I even finished the question. Yeah. Fuck it. Oh, I be- either would have done that or... I would have... You've got a cop ex-boyfriend. Mm. Be like, hey, mate, tell me where there's a really bad person. And then a second really bad person. Yeah. Get me in a room with them and I'll kill one of them. You will end up in... This is the kind of the oh, yeah, trick damn. I liked. You will end up in jail because someone else has to witness it. You they have to suffer it. the trauma. However... You can do it in a way. You could say to your cop friend... Don't ask me any questions. Yeah, yeah. Give me two bad people. Yeah. I'm going to get in a car with them, drive to a remote area, 
and I'm, we're never going to talk about well, it again. Especially because that that person who witnesses only has a week. Yeah, if you Less, keep them, four or five days. You dump yeah, them out yeah, in the yeah. wilderness. You drive off. That's it. Yeah. The issue is though, Sean, is it not braver to stop the cycle? Well, yeah, that's the other thing. Like, yeah. um, in terms of she act wisely, just right. kill yourself, which is yeah. horrible, fucking horrible. Actually, but the was, solution is if but you she are, realizes that in this movie, right? Mm. Well, that could end this whole thing for so sure. Just do it. I think the re- the only thing, the only hole I can see in that is if this thing's so in her mind, causing hallucinations, it, it could, could just kill her. Well, it could no. Well, more it thing possesses it, her. It could do the thing where it's like it could stop her from killing herself. That's or the thing. it tells her you've killed yourself. Yeah, that's, and that's then, exactly oh, it because I'm still in the house. Because or it's a matter of, oh, uh, some people died after four days. Yeah. No one really made it past seven. So yeah. it's kind of like, yeah, if you come up with that active plan and you're like, this is it, I'm going to end the cycle, it mm. just won't let you do it. Because yeah. also, the other thing too is that it just needs to possess you. So say you go to kill yourself, it's just like, cool, now I'm going to possess you. Mm. And now I'm going to walk out of this house. I'm going to go to a milk bar mm. and I'm going to just drink so much milk I explode. <laughs> That's how I go. Okay. And in terms milk of, explosion. In terms of trying to kill someone but do it in a way where you don't get locked up in prison forever, it probably just wouldn't let you do it. No, It's that's going to true. be like, oh, if you're going to be cheeky yeah, and yeah. sneak out of this, I'm going to make sure you're fucked. I do think once it's once you it's in you, once you witness the suicide and the smile. So the only thing you can do is don't answer the phone. Yeah, well, unfortunately, we've got to answer the phone. Well, there was one other thing that we talked about after the movie they want to bring up, which again is kind of acting foolish. So for Joel, the cop ex-boyfriend, he knows the whole situation when yeah. they're in that final scene and she's pouring gasoline on herself. First of all, she's pouring gasoline on herself. That ain't a red flag, Joel. I don't know what is. Then she turns around... Big old smile. Yeah. That's when Joel should be like, okay, well, I just have to not witness this. The thing is, it would then realize that, wouldn't it? And but be like, it- well, I'm going to I'm gonna run and attack you and make you watch me kill myself. But how does it make you watch it? Like, if you... Because it's in control of her. She could just run and overpower him and pin him down, hold his eyelids open. And then, you know, like, I feel I like... I think it's... No, I think it's a little bit more passive than that. Yeah. I think it's... Because pa- in all of them, it's just doing it in front of somebody. It's like forcing you to watch. Well, it's then, like, in that case, you can't look away. When he does it, will the thing just be like, well, then he's not the one. And he'll just possess her a bit more until she gets in a car and That's goes somewhere call, where actually, yeah. some new person who doesn't understand. It's almost yeah. like you've got to do it and not be affected by it. Well, here's something you else. you got to mind, Jedi mind trick you. I don't care about this. Yeah. I don't care. Yeah, go on. Don't care. you got to neg the demon. <laughs> Can you neg trauma? Yeah, I'm going to neg trauma, baby. <laughs> okay. is, is it a matter, like, you know, there's, it could be four days, it could be seven. Isn't the whole thing too, like, this creature is attracted to trauma? Yeah. So, yeah, like, yeah. what's it really getting out of this cop? Well, here's, here's something interesting. Did you guys think at one point it was going to be the kid? <laughs> I thought it might be the kid. So, here's why, though. So, for the girl at the start, the Aussie... How yeah. she'd said, she'd said, oh, she talked about her grandpa. She's she mentioned her watching die. Gran- I, I right? watched my granddad die when I was We seven. know that our main character has watched her mum die. And then yeah. the the creature says to her at some point, you have an interesting mind, which to me is, which it's interesting that they didn't actually hit this note a bit harder of the sense of it likes people who have already experienced yeah. trauma. Like, well, and even the, the professor guy, his story was that he saw his brother die. Yeah. So they had it in there, but they actually never sort of made an actual point of it. And I should if so- you're a cop, you've seen a lot of people die, right? That's true. Yeah, I'll give that. But I thought maybe for the kid, because he'd pulled the cat out of the box, yeah. Yeah. that was kind of his trauma. And, and he'd even seen her losing her mind in the car. Like, yeah, it's when they showed him that second time. I was yeah. like, oh, he's coming back. I uh, really thought, yeah, yeah. I thought maybe she's going to kill him. Like, yeah. I'd, oh, yeah, or pass it on to him. Ultimately. I just thought she would die in front of him. I think her killing herself in front of the kid, as much as that's a grotty, gross scene. Maybe that's the maybe that's what it was, and they went, you can't do this. Yeah, because like that's an innocent, ultimately, yeah. for a cop, at least a full-grown man. But yeah. And also, cops, we don't like them on this show. Yeah, That would have been a real fucking... That would have been very fucked. Yeah. That would have been an even more flat way to walk out of that scene. Yeah. But, <laughs> yeah. but then... But pancakes. Then, well, no, but oh, true. <laughs> yeah. Would that have ruined our pancakes? <laughs> you can do whatever you want. I'm getting pancakes. <laughs> Fuck. Imagine if, like, you go to the pancake place and then because they're just, like, friendly pancake people, they give you pancakes with, with a smiley smile. face. <laughs> like, here you go. And you're like, ah! <laughs> when we went in and the guy was, like, asking how many for the table and smiling, we should be like, fuck you. Should have left. <laughs> Punched him, run. Yeah. <laughs> Punched him, stole. Went in the kitchen. Cooked our own pancakes. Yeah. Now we have the pancake is franchise. What, is this what we would have done? We, yeah. would have just, we would have taken control of a but pancake franchise. Frank, a pancake franchise, it seems like it tears friendships and relationships apart. That's true. Yeah. It's, it's a traumatic... Oh, no. Mm. Yeah, oh, look, here's the thing. Fuck. I think we're just fucked. Yeah. I think as soon as one of us picks up that phone, there is no stopping that train. I don't answer phone. We've talked about this yeah. on this show. I'm not answering a call without a caller ID. Would you at work? 
Yes. This is a work no, call. I have to, yes. Yeah. <laughs> damn, <laughs> damn, this paycheck. Damn. Yeah, now we're fucked. Yeah, fuck. That's nice knowing you. Yeah. Well, look, you death by milk for you, you said? Probably. I want to go death by pancakes then. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Ooh. I do love pancakes. Death by chocolate. A pancake made of chocolates. That's right. So all three of us just walk into the pancake parlor. Eat ourselves to death. It's traumatic for the kids having a birthday there. They watch three grown men eat enough pancakes to die. Yeah. But smiling. You did die with a smile time. on your face. That's... Not a good smile. Well. It, it doesn't go to the eyes, Sean. Maybe it's a bit of both. Oh, yeah. It's the three of us having one final set of pancakes. Yeah, it doesn't feel good. No, it doesn't feel good. It feels bad. <laughs> it feels like I ate too many pancakes. <laughs> well, that is all the scary talk we have for this episode. I've been Damien. I've been Sean. And I've been Tom. If you scary listeners have any comments about this episode or would like to say hi, you can email us at 3 at gmail.com or find us on Twitter at scaredyboys or individually. I'm at Midday Pajamas. I'm at Carney from 55. I'm at Local Trade. Stay scared, everyone. Yucky, too many teeth. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program. The secret to summer-ready skin is here. Osea's number one best-selling Andaria Algae Body Oil, clinically proven to instantly improve skin elasticity and transform dry skin to silky, soft, and unbelievably glowing. Its signature scent of freshly squeezed grapefruit, cypress, and mango mandarin transports you to sun-kissed summer days. Get healthy, glowing skin for summer with clean, vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code GLOW at OseaMalibu.com.